0: You ready to go? Let's do it. Cool. I'm scared.
1: Why are you scared? Because I don't know anything about opera, but I know you're You're, you're going to explain it to me, so it's good. Yeah. Okay,
0: I'm ready. No need to be scared. <laughs> cool. Um, hello, and welcome to Opera aperro This is your host, Sophia, and this is the show where we make opera approachable, make you think that you are smart enough to go to the opera and enjoy it and have a good time. Um, and on the show with me today is my friend, Lex. Yeah.
1: Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I am excited, also a little bit nervous, but, like, I'm I'm feeling good. It's going to
0: be grand. <laughs> um, so, first question, Lex, before we get into the opera, which I'm excited to tell you um, about it, because, so, Lex asked me for a funny comedic opera, and I was looking at them, and then I found one that is also kind of... Um, in the, uh, the space of love, uh, which <laughs> I know you have like a slight little interest in, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, first of all, how do we know each other?
1: I first met you at a Thanksgiving party, I guess it would be like three years ago now, two and a half. Yeah, it was 2019. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we started hanging out and it's been great ever since.
0: Yeah. And you run your own podcast too.
1: You know, I don't know that I can compare to this, but like, yeah, I,
0: I dabble. Mm-hmm, I dabble.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Cool. Have you ever been to an opera or seen an opera before?
1: Yes. Um, my partner took me to see, was it Abraham and somebody or another? <laughs> well, whatever. I forget the names. Like Abraham's beard, Abraham's hair or something. Do you know it? No, the one about Abraham. It was something religious. Anyway, like we went and we had nosebleed seats, and we're in the corner, and you like missed half of the action. You couldn't see anything. Where'd you go? Um, I want to say Berlin Opera House or something like this. Berlin Staatsoper. Yes. Cool. Sounds right to me. The Pink House. I don't know if it was pink. It was supposed to be so, so. Okay, the reason I'm so like dumb on it is because like it was supposed to be a surprise Mm -hmm. so my only instructions were to wear decent clothes and meet at this bus stop and then I just ran and we appeared and we were there like it wasn't so like thoughtful from my point of view Mm -hmm. um and it was something about how this guy in the bible Abraham got his power from his hair or something like this
0: um, are you thinking
1: Samson and Dalila? You know what? That is exactly what I was thinking of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Samson got his hair power from his hair, and Dalila see, this, cuts
1: his hair. Yeah, this reveals everything. Like I'm not religious. <laughs> I don't know the story. I wasn't paying attention. Didn't see half the stuff. Um, and I feel like if I were going to choose my own opera, I may not have chosen this one. Why? Um, I don't know. It's kind of boring. But like, <laughs> I loved the space. I love. Live like performance, Mm -hmm. so I will definitely do it again. But I think I will choose the story I want to hear. I feel like the singing wasn't so like. I want want the kind of opera that you see where like it blows the hair off your neck. You know what I mean? Like it's like oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. like they just hit that note and mm. yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. How was your experience at the opera, the Berlin Staatsoper? And I asked this as a person who. um, Hasn't been there yet, but is planning to. I have tickets um, for the one of their September showings, and so I'm very jazzed about it. It was um, nice.
1: Yeah, it was completely lovely. Like the even in space, the nosebleeds? It was lovely. Okay. It just was lovely. I was like, ooh, this is great. I will go again a hundred times. 100 times Fun night out. It was lovely. Yeah. Okay. Like, there's no other adjective. It was lovely. Oh, <laughs>
0: I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Cool. Mm. So... Then we'll get to the opera. Um, the opera I've picked out for us today is L'Elysée d'Amore um, mm. by Gaetano Donizetti. Um, it's an Italian opera. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Couldn't tell. Couldn't tell. Uh,
0: L'Elysée d'Amore means um, the love potion. Oh, interesting.
1: hmm <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which I was like... It's So, the opera itself is kind of a little bit of, like, a romantic comedy. Like, if you were going to go see, like, a cheesy romantic comedy movie, but you were living in the 1800s and were actually going to go see an opera, like, this would be it. Um, But... You said ask for a comedy, and yeah, then I saw it. this one, and then I was like, ah, it's about a thing that helps you love better. <laughs> I'm
1: into <laughs> like, it, I'm into it. Like, I'm so into rom-coms in general, though. I, like, don't admit that very often, but, like,
0: Um, yeah. yeah. okay, cool. So, as some background, um, one, written by Gaetano Donizetti, who also composed Lucia de Lammermoor, which I covered a couple episodes back, um, Lucia de Lammermoor. Very dramatic, very sad, tragic opera. This one, very happy, very fun. Gaetano Donizetti did actually like a good mixture of like really sad and really happy operas, and also a lot of like really historic ones as well. Um, But this one he composed in less than two months, and it has. It was like very popular when it was like first released, and it is one of the like top. Um, probably like in the top 20 operas that are performed like regularly worldwide. Um, first performed at Teatro della Canobia in Milan in 1832, um, and yeah, that's, that's that's the background that we have.
1: Awesome! Awesome! <laughs> I can't wait.
0: Okay, so Act One. Uh, we're in the early 19th century in a small Italian village. And we begin the story with Nemorino. He is a poor villager. Um, and we're kind of, like, in, by, by, in a farm area. Um, and we're actually on near the farmland of Adina. Um, and so Adina is a wealthy landowner. She owns this farm. And so uh, Nemorino is kind of sitting, like, on the outskirts of this farm, admiring her and her beauty. And he's... um. As some might say, he thinks that he's punching above his league. Hmm. Uh, He he talks about how, like, beautiful she is and how wealthy and, like, how he's just an idiot. um, Really couldn't—doesn't know what he has to bring to this equation, but he's still just, like, hopelessly in love with her. Um, But in, like, a sad way, because he feels like she's unattainable. Um... And at the same time, Adina is on her farm with her farm workers, and she's reading a book. Um, and as she, you know, as she just reacts audibly to the book, like the farm workers are like, "What's going on?" So she starts explaining the story to them, uh, and she's actually reading the story of Tristan and Isolde. Uh, for anyone who's not aware of what Tristan and Isolde is, it's kind of like a even more old-school Romeo and Juliet, where it's, like, two people who are, like, not supposed to, like, be friends or lovers or anything. They're, like, their families are on warring sides. Uh, They drink this potion that makes them fall in love. Uh, And it's a very tragic love story. But, so, he hears this story about the, like, two people who weren't meant to fall in love who fell in love by drinking a potion. Um, And everyone... That's, that's, that sets, kind of primes their minds, um, mm. and so then, then a drum roll announces incoming troops, and so in walks these troops, a regiment, you might say, um, <laughs> led by Sergeant Belcore. I have so much fun pronouncing Italian.
1: <laughs> I can tell, like, just like in it. Oh, <laughs> like heart or something like this. Be- oh yeah, mm. maybe yeah. Huh. I'm stealing from my French knowledge. Nothing nothing Italian I know but.
0: Yeah, me neither. I know no Italian. So <laughs> you know maybe I'll cut this once I fact checked it later. <laughs> if you hear this then it fact checked and it passed. <laughs> um so Belcore enters the scene and he comes in and he's just like boasting about himself, talking about like how handsome he is and how valiant he is. And the whole time, Medina's kind of like watching him and being like, hmm, and like kind of offside to her like gal pals or like other ladies on the side, being like, and how modest he is, kind (laughs) of like making fun of him, but also just like accepting all the attention that he's like kind of throwing her way. And then he proposes to her. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The best part about because so this is I think kind of goes to Belcore's character is that he's a little bit of his like big and his britches man. Yeah. Uh, He's very boastful, very um, like a manly man, and like he's very confident in his masculinity. so I can meet
1: you like a day and then walk up to you and be like yo you want to marry me
0: oh well so here's how he actually the words in which he does it which I love <laughs> he goes in which day do you want to marry me sorry you <laughs> lost
1: your mind you <laughs> Can you imagine someone just rocking up to you Being like yo You want to get married on like Thursday How's a Wednesday for you Like what's your schedule like (laughs) I just met you Who are you
0: Yeah well I mean he comes in He does his little show and dance And it's like Clearly the ladies love me And here's the most gorgeous one of them all And she should have me Um And Namorino is watching from the side And he's just like Oh no My love Um and he's in emotional pain. Uh, and Adina... She doesn't really... She's like... Nemorino's on the side, so she doesn't any, see anything that's going on there. But um, what she says is... Um, I need some time. I, um, I don't rush into decisions. I
1: mean, fair.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm in no rush to do this. Like, I <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it. We'll figure it out. And he goes... He's really, like, he's such a confident, like, so, like, brusque and, like, confident that he's just, like, you know what? Like, any time you take is just time that we don't have together, and, like, it's fine. I'll wait. Like, I'm just going to chill in the town square while you think about it. I'll just come find me. And he's, like, you're going to come find me. Like, I I will defeat you in this. <laughs> um and like love is a battle and I will win and this like delay is only in vain. Um and yeah, so he goes off to the town square to chill and then people follow him and then suddenly it's Adina and Nemorino alone together. Um and Nemorino like works up the courage to like confess his feelings for her um and then one she's like well you should have like you should be like with your uncle your sick uncle um and taking care of him but two and then like he's like no 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 i would rather like i would rather like be here and like suffering for your affection than like suffer through his death or some shit like this and she's like well hold on one you should change the object of your affections and two you should be more like me because I change the object of my affections every day. Um, <laughs> so she's, like, one, very, like, flirty, and but also very, like, I'm just, like, capricious, and I just, like, I go from lover to lover. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's just like, no, I can't. You're the only one I love. Um, you should be more like me. Yeah, and she's just like, no, 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 like, it's fun this way, and it's, like, good this way, and, um, so he's kind of, like, rejected a little bit, and he, like, trudges off, um, goes back into town, um, and then we're, now we're back in town, and we're in the town square, and everyone's, you know, milling about, doing their business, and then these trumpets blare, and in comes this Wagon, decorated wagon, uh, with uh, the wagon of Doctor Dulcamara. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: um, who is a um, a traveling medicine man? Yes. Um, as some snake others oil. might call him, a quack. A quack. Or a scammer. <laughs> snake oil. <salesman. laughs> or yeah, snake oil salesman. <laughs> a charlatan. <laughs> Um and he enters and he you know he's a traveling medicine man so he's got to do a big show and dance before he like moves on he does sells his things then moves on to the next town um so he introduces himself to the villagers as he's like can he has many cures for many illnesses and he has something for you regardless of what your illness is um and then Marino hears this and perks up he's like do you have the love potion of queen isolda
1: mm.
0: <laughs> and Dilkamara is like uh, queen Isolde. and then he's like what and then Niamarina's is like yeah the, the the potion that makes you fall in love and it, and then dulcamara is like yes of course i have this of course and he whips out this bottle um of red liquid and he goes yes this is the love potion um meanwhile as they sing Dilkamara actually has like a bunch of offsides so these are like these bits of song where he's just singing kind of, like, his own personal thoughts, but, like, in a way that you can understand that the other character doesn't understand what they're saying. Uh, So he's revealing all of these facts that he's like, it's actually just a bottle of red wine. In fact, it's just a bottle of Bordeaux. Um, (laughs) And so uh, he's like, yes, I have this potion. You just have to drink it, and within 24 hours, because... In that time, Dulcamara will have left town. Exactly. (laughs) He's like, In 24 hours, the object of your affection will return your love. And Nemorin is like, Oh, perfect. Takes the whole thing, consumes it. Yeah, he spends like his last few coins on this, too, is the thing. Then in comes Adina, hearing all the commotion, and she's very curious because, you know, you see a bunch of stuff going on, you're like, What's happening? Um, And she sees Nemorino, who's in a great mood because he is buoyed by the like belief in this potion like he's just drunk this potion that he thinks is gonna make his woman like fall in love with him and like want to be with him um after being rejected you know so he sees her and then he gets a little excited and he's like no wait in just a day she'll all be yours like you don't have to like fall over her right now so he kind of like ignores her a little bit and she is like, what the fuck? it cool <laughs> by accident. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and... He's in a good mood, so like, let's not forget that the potion's actually just wine. So I'm gonna say that he's probably like a little tipsy, if not drunk, dependent because we don't know how much food he's had that day. So he could very well just be
1: like opposite. He's <laughs> completely out of sorts.
0: Yeah, so he's he's a little tipsy, and he's just like, I don't, I don't need to like fawn over. So, <laughs> um, yeah, he kind of like ignores her, and she gets. She gets a little thrown. She's just like, "Excuse what? And she's like, I didn't expect this. Because she's like, where's my, where's, where's my attention? Mm. Where's my,
1: yeah. Yeah, I, I want to be <laughs> fond over, like, come, come at me.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so in reaction, she goes to Belcore and accepts his marriage proposal. No. <laughs>
1: talk about a backfire also I've never heard about potion that you drink yourself like what it will usually like oh you have to give it to the other person yeah, yeah. Like, okay to fall in love with me you drink this mm-hmm. like there's like no red sign no red flags for this guy he's like no. ugh, not with it okay so now <laughs> now everything went wrong for this whole 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 plot uh-huh.
0: so she goes to Belcor, accepts his marriage proposal and says we're gonna marry in six days now Marino hears this And Is not sweating it at all um, He's like got 24 hours." Yeah exactly <laughs> He's like He's like Six days sh- She's gonna be mine tomorrow <laughs> Like I don't need I don't not This exactly. isn't a concern to me And then A soldier comes Bringing the announcement That actually Belcore Belcore's like regiment Has been um Called And <laughs> they actually need to leave Tomorrow morning Uh and so, Belcore's reaction, of course, is like, well, why don't we get married tonight? No. Yeah, I mean, come on, like,
1: I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, go off, like, with the smile.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so now Nemorino's sweating a little bit. He's just like, wait a second. No. He's like, wait, just, just, just wait until tomorrow. Just don't get married tonight. Wait until tomorrow. Gosh. Fast turnaround, though. All of this is fast. Oh, yeah. Well, so it's fast because I'm saying it. If we were watching the opera, this would have happened over the span of maybe, like, 15 or 20 minutes. This opera is two hours long.
1: Still fast in, like, internal timeline.
0: Yes, it is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Drama! Mm, I
0: love it. I love it. Can't have a romantic comedy without a little tension. Um do. Yeah, so... And then Marina was like, just wait until, just wait until tomorrow. Just wait until tomorrow morning. Um, and they're like, no, we're getting married tonight. Because Adina kind of sees now that Marina is just like a little bit like anxious. Mm-hmm. So she's like, this is producing the desired response. Because at first, like when she said, we'll get married in six days, Marina wasn't stressed. And she was like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And now it is producing that response. So she's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting my revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's how Act 2 ends. Um, Adina is actually content. Um, Nemorino unhappy. Belcore, also very happy, because he's about to get married. Amazing. So, Act 2. This is only two acts, so... We're halfway through. <laughs> it, act two starts later that evening. The wedding party has kicked off, and there's a lot of singing. There's a lot of cheering. Um, um, Adina and Dulcámara share a song together, uh, like a, like kind of a jokey song. Um, and but then afterwards, like as everyone's partying, Adina has a, a bit where she's just like expressing her annoyance. That one like Nemorino is nowhere to be seen, because she's like, well, what's the point of this if I can't like get my revenge in the form of seeing him be
1: upset? But did she actually like know him like before all of this? Yeah. Like so they like were acquainted on the farm situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and so the notary arrives because we're in the days of you, when you get married, you just sign a contract. Uh, so the notary arrives for the contract signing. And they go to sign the contract, but Adina's like, I can't do this if Marino isn't around to see it so I can piss him off. <laughs> How evil. <laughs> so evil. Um, so she kind of tries to, like, buy time and, like, delays the signing as much as possible and just, like, pushes it down the, down the, down the road, um, which is... I saw this great meme the other day, and it was just like, well, 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 if it isn't the bridge I said I would cross when it came to it. <laughs> it's like how I feel about a lot of things.
1: Yes, me too. It's like, oh, crap, we're here now.
0: She's like, Adina right now. <laughs> so then separately, Nemorino is just bumming around, looking very glum, and uh, he's kind of comes up to the wedding but adina's off doing other stuff so she doesn't see him yet um he sees dulcamara they end up chatting um and marina's like very upset he's like hi like the potion like i need like i need a more fast acting potion like something that'll take effect tonight like right
1: now <laughs> yeah he's like i don't
0: have time to wait until tomorrow like it's gonna happen today and dulcamara is like oh i've got just the thing because dulcamara right. yeah. always has the thing because they're all fake. Oh, Anyways, um, <laughs> so Dolcimer so like got just the thing uh, until he realizes that Nemarino has no more money, mm. and he's like, "Come back to me when you've got the the money." Yeah, like, exactly. I'm, we we're not doing anything till you mm-hmm. got, till you got shit. Uh, so Nemarino's now upset that he doesn't have a lady love, that he doesn't have money, that he can't any way to get the potion. And he's like bumming around, being a little depresso. Uh, and then he runs into Belcore. And Belcore is a little annoyed because he's like, Adina keeps pushing this thing back. Like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, but he sees Nemorino and he's like, Nemorino, what's going on? And Nemorino explains his situation that he doesn't have any money. He's like, I don't have any money. And he doesn't explain the whole <laughs> lot of thing, but he's like, I don't have any money. And Belcore is like, I have. The solution for you, if you enlist in the army, you get a signing bonus. You quit. Wait. So
1: this man is smart.
0: <laughs> Belcore convinces him to sign up for the army to get the signing bonus to go.
1: So to the Nemo army that's kicking off like tomorrow, huh? The army yeah. that's leaving tomorrow to go Canal. to war. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Understood.
0: So he immediately signs the papers. Bill Corey gives him the signing bonus. Nemorino runs off to, like, get the potion. And Bill Corey is just like, oh, this is great. I just got rid of my rival in for the, like, affections of my woman. Dum-dum-dum. Um, and, yeah, so Nemorino goes back, buys the potion, um, consumes it, yada-yada. Uh, and then back in the town square... The women of the village are gossiping because, as it turns out, listen, same day. A lot of things happening in one day. That's how operas are. We're like, only action. Um, They're gossiping because we just found out that Nemarino's uncle, the one that was sick earlier, has died.
1: And left him a bunch of money.
0: Yes. Yo,
1: now he's rich.
0: (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But... Nemorino doesn't know that this has happened yet, so he doesn't know that he's we- he's like inherited all this wealth, um, <laughs> and so Nemorino walks into the square, <laughs> and all these women who are like, "Here's our newest wealthiest man," yeah. all like approach him and start fawning over him and being very friendly with him, mm-hmm. uh, and he is like oh, it was a fast-acting potion.
1: <laughs> Which is, like, the logical response when you ask for something and you receive. <laughs> and he's like, it's really working. False causation. Mm-mm.
0: Um, and so... <laughs> he's, um... Then from the sidelines, Adina and Dilkamara are kind of just, like, also about in the town square and they see this whole thing happening and are watching on Dulkamara won in amusement and pleasure and, like, just very happy. And then Adina just, like, perplexed, like, what is this? Like, like he went from nothing to this? Like, what? (laughs) The ladies' man. Yeah. She's like, (laughs) and he was into me, and now he's not giving me any attention. Like, she's just, like, so confused about how things have shifted. Mm. Um, And so... She kind of at one point Dil is just like boasting about like how successful his work is, like how his medicines, you know, some some good PR, some good marketing. Mm. Uh and Adina is just like, wait, what? Like can you what what do you mean? How <laughs> rewind. Yeah. Uh and he explains. He's like, Well Nimarino um really wanted the affections of this woman that this like cruel, beautiful woman. He doesn't know that Adina was the woman. Oh, no. And so he's saying this all to her. Um and at the same time, Adina is realizing that Nemarino has these like very true, sincere feelings for her because Dulcamara reveals that Nemarino even went so far as to enlist himself mm. to get the money to pay for the potions. And Adina's just like, Oh shit. Oh my God. Um and then she realizes that she's, like, actually in love with him. Like, that's the reason that, like, she's felt so, like, anytime that he, like, rebuffed her, she felt, like, punished. Or, like, anytime that, like, he wasn't there, like, she felt, like, the need to, like, pause things. And she's just like, oh, my gosh, I do want him. Oh, no. Um, and she's like, I'm in love with him. And so <clears throat> Till Kamara is, like this is an opportunity, sales opportunity. He's like, hey, I got a potion for you. (laughs) That's the hustle. Yeah. And to which she's just like, you know, I I respect your work, sir, uh, but uh, none for me. Um, In fact, one of the things she says is, the recipe is my face and these eyes is the elixir. Oops.
1: (laughs) I'm cute. I don't need your potion, guy. Okay?
0: Yeah, she's very <laughs> confident. We love to see it.
1: I know, right? <laughs> um, so that's awesome. It's like the best line ever. It's like, I don't need your potions, man. The elixir is my eyes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so she
0: she walk She goes off uh, to go like fix everything. So cut two now. We're like with Nemorino, and he's just chilling, and. This is, he has like an aria um, where he sings about how he saw one tear escape from Medina's eyes as he was being like smothered with affection by all the women in the town. And so he's like, I caught her like with this one tear. And so I'm convinced now that she's actually in love with me. That was like a sign. And he's like, the potion has worked. Aww, and so, so cute. yeah, it's actually a very famous aria from this uh, opera. Um, but. Yeah, so he's convinced. Um oh, yeah, actually fun fact about that aria. Uh Donizetti fought to have it in the opera. Like mm-hmm. the librettist, the librettist who's the person who writes all of the words and the yeah, all of the words in the story for the opera was like we can't have this song in there cuz it's going to slow down the action. But Donizetti like wanted to really have it in there and it like provides all this like character to uh Nimorino and like it's become one of the biggest arias from the opera. Un uh, furtiva lagrima. Like a furtive, uh, furtive tear. Aww, that's so cute. Yeah, and so once his aria's over, uh, Adina enters, uh, and she comes to, she's like, hi, like I heard that like you enlisted, but I went and bought back your enlistment papers from Belcore. Aww, no, um,
1: that's so cute too. Yeah,
0: she's like, you, you don't want to be out on the field as a soldier, like, you belong in the village, like, surrounded by people who, like, care about you, um, and, and so she's, like, and so now you're free, here you are, and he's, like, oh, like, thank you, and then she's, like, alright, well, um, goodbye, sorry,
1: <laughs> what, what is wrong with this emotionally stunted people, like, do you like them or don't you, like-
0: and, uh, he goes, wait, he's, like, wait, what, like, you don't, you don't have anything else to say to me, <laughs> and she was, like, nope, and bye, And he goes, all right. He's like, well, you know what? In that case, then no, I reject these papers. Um, It would be better for me to, like, die as a soldier. And then she's like, fine, fine, fine. And she's like, I'm in love with you. That's it. And she's just like, I want you. And so, yeah. So his final, like, no, I'm going to, I would rather die as a soldier than just, like, laid down yeah yeah um and so then they unite and then in the last scene uh belcore like kind of comes in and he's like well you know what that's all right um there's like a thousand more women for belcore (laughs) and then he like sets his sight on like a new woman in the village Um, of course and then all the characters and the whole village like Boast and thank Dulcamara, and Dulcamara has like a little song where he like talks about how like great and how good his work is because like look how effective it was, um, and everyone thanks him and they're like, if it wasn't for your potions, I wouldn't wouldn't have like fallen in love, wouldn't have realized I was in love, and that's the end of the opera. Dealing in placebo effect,
1: I love it. In coincidence, in drama, in drama. Oh my god, that's so amazing. I want to watch that right now. That's so good. It's so cute. That's so cute. Yeah. Oh goodness, it's so feel good. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That was amazing. Yeah. I don't even know what else to say. This amazing. Gosh, look, that's like this is all happening in a day. Like yeah, that blows my mind. Mm-hmm. And like, do you think that she actually liked him? I. I'm unsure. I feel like he was just like because he was playing hard to get. She was like, "Oh, I feel like, you know, oh, you didn't, I, like you, you beat me in some kind of way. Like you, because you don't care, I care."
0: Yeah, but it's like <laughs> it's gonna sound so stupid when I say it. But it's like maybe like game recognizes game, like because yeah. <laughs> she was like playing her game, and then the minute he was able to like
1: play back, she was like, oh. <laughs> But he actually had no game. That's the funny thing. It's yeah. Just, he was just like an oblivious dude. He was just, just like, like a drunk dude. Exactly. Drunk off his potion. No, he had no game. No idea what was going on. Just got mm-hmm. lucky. Yeah. Amazing.
0: Comedy of errors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I'm i not sure because, like, yeah, like it's all like everything she does is purely to like get his attention because he's not giving it to her. I feel like actually now that I'm saying it, maybe it's like the opera that like pickup artists like are like, Yeah <laughs> <laughs> You gotta neg them. <laughs> you gotta you gotta peacock. <laughs> you gotta
1: like like there's some truth to it, unfortunately. <laughs> it's like it's psychological at this point, but this whole opera is like a master class in psychology yeah you know except for like maybe what was the belcore who was just like you know too confident from the beginning it's like oh yeah, you're gonna want me but he had the wrong target like if he had a different target it probably would work but with someone else who was equally you're gonna want me it just it cancels out it's like mm-hmm. too positive just like
0: i really love belcore's confidence though <laughs>
1: I mean, how does it manifest? Like, when you actually see the opera, like, does it feel like over the top, or is it just really quite funny?
0: I think it like it probably depends on how the singer and act singer slash act singer portrays it. Um, but the one I saw is a little over the top, but in like kind of a hot way. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was hot. <laughs> but you could also play it as like just like ridiculous um if you aren't
1: hot i guess (laughs) yeah i feel like the first person that came to mind was actually gaston from um
0: Mm, mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. actually that's a great comparison it is very gaston like from uh beauty and the beast Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah it's like that where it's like No one does anything as good as I do, and like all the ladies love me. (laughs) Shit, check me out! I got chest hair. (laughs) I lead this regiment. Like yo, we're valiant as fuck.
1: Oh man, gosh, hilarious. Yeah. Oh man, I want to see this so bad now. Arrange that. Really? Yeah. Mm Hmm. Operas are very easy to watch. Online? Yeah. Okay. Is it the same though? Like, do you feel that, not the same? Because mm. like, obviously no. Um, but like, is it like watching a movie, or like watching a play recorded?
0: Probably like watching a play recorded. Because with a movie, you can do all these cut scenes, and like Fair. the scenery changes pretty easily based on like where you're standing. Where it, like, you just have like the sets, then it's just kind of there mm. until the scene changes that's, like, one thing that's kind of nice is that you can get a close-up of, like, their faces as they're acting. Mm. If they're good actors. Not every singer is a good actor.
1: <laughs> that's going to be my next
0: question. <laughs> there, are like, yeah, there's some operas. So this is one thing I've talked about with my mom where she's, like, she used to watch opera, like, decades ago. And uh, she was, like, the opera singers nowadays are so much more expressive. She was, like, back then it was all about um, just, like, singing. And there wasn't as much effort put into acting out the story it was like you have a good voice you come on stage and you sing and she was like now like you see all the emotions and stuff and things and yeah Mm. it's like this added layer so it's like to be an opera singer you have to have the the lung capacity and the training and everything but you also have to have that acting capability to go on stage and represent these emotions in like a very real way
1: yeah it's probably more fulfilling Mm mm-hmm as someone who's, like, not an opera buff. <laughs> I was like, it sounds better to me I As mean, armchair expert. Have right? you
0: ever seen a bad movie where they, they the acting is so bad mm-hmm. and you're just like, it was like, it could be better <laughs> if you weren't so bad at this. Like, this could be enjoyable <laughs> could if, be you if you did this well. So
1: bad. Like, why is this happening to me? I can't quite put my finger on it, but something about this is bad. And then it's like, or um, is it actually oh But at least with
0: opera, if they're mm. both bad actors, you still have amazing singing to go off yes. of.
1: Okay. So <laughs> immediate redemption.
0: <laughs> yeah, at least part of it's enjoyable. Mm. Um, hopefully if they're both good if they're good singers. Yeah. Did anything else strike you as interesting?
1: Hmm. Let's think. think. No, I don't know. I like I felt like the pacing was really quite fast. Mm-hmm. Like that that I kept remarking through out the whole thing. Like it's a pretty short opera. It's only 2 hours. Yeah. So, it felt quick, like- it, you know, it felt it felt quick even inside the internal timelines. Like mm-hmm. it felt like it went from you know, I met you, I'm marrying you. Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm in love with you. By the way, I got this potions. It all felt a little bit tidy and convenient. And and I'm not sure how I feel about that. But as far as, like, a quick rom-com comedy, kind of like, if I were old school, just, like, checking it out, eating popcorn, like, oh, this is cute.
0: I mean, sometimes you just go to Italy and you have a movie fairytale experience.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is true. Yeah, like I wonder if Italy's just like one of those places. Like they're so known for like love, romance, and just like idyllic scenes. Like okay, of course you're gonna have like a romantic episode. Of course,
0: I can't. It just happens. (laughs) And you go to Italy,
1: and the the moment catches you. The soul is transported. You just just in the
0: span of a day.
1: Just one day. Instant, instant love. Um. That's wild to me. That's so far of wild. Uh, and did no one know this guy was a quack? Like, this, what's his name? Dr. Del, Del... Del Camara. Del Camara.
0: Um, no, he goes from town to town in the rural areas because everyone there is gullible. Yeah, yeah and everyone thanks him at the end. Like, that's the
1: irony. I was like, what?
0: Like, how many times do you think that works out for him? Usually he's just like, I'm gone until they realize that I'm a scammer, but... Then he was like, "This morning, it
1: worked. It worked," and he was there the whole time. Like I thought he'd be hiding out. Like when you said that at the wedding party, he was there. I was like,
0: "Huh?" Because the wedding party was that night. Yeah, but I and he, he was wo- like, "Free food." Fair enough.
1: But I'm like, I, I would be hiding somewhere in just in case like something went wrong or something mm-hmm. like this. I mean, I guess twenty four hours. It's like you got the whole time. You don't have to have any obligations mm-hmm. or expectations. But I would still be hiding out, like. If I knew I was a scammer, like, I don't want anyone to see me. But then that would give you away, no?
0: You'd be like... Possibly. If you're like, yeah, it takes 24 hours to work, but, you know, I'm a traveling salesman, so I gotta I gotta leave tomorrow after I do my business in this
1: town. Wouldn't you be trying to make more sales? Yeah, but like you why do. Why are you just hanging
0: out? You take the day to make all your sales. You're like, you open up shop for the day.
1: Fair.
0: Fair. Yeah. 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 And then you peace out.
1: (laughs) With all of your victims. Like, your wine scam. At least it wasn't toxic. Like, it could have been, like, some weird toxic goo. Like, drink this. You might feel uncomfortable, but it'll be fine. Yeah. She'll love you. Like, what? Gosh. That's amazing. As
0: some background, (laughs) do you want to explain your work?
1: Uh, sure. So I I, um, I run a sex tech intelligence firm. So I do market research about, um, like, different products on the market, uh, do uh, reports for different companies to help them enter the market and create new products. So I'm very well versed on, like, sex business, if that makes any sense. It's really nice to have, you know... Sophia pick out something that's like so Close to home Which is kind of nice
0: This one, I picked it because it's like About a love potion And like you're in the sex tech world mm-hmm. And so I was just like I don't know, there's like s- Some element of like Here's a thing that's used to spice up your love life Yes, no, it felt right <laughs> to me It felt exactly right And I was so excited, I was like
1: That's the one <laughs> no, it, felt, it felt exactly right to me <laughs> And sometimes I feel like the claims that the sex tech industry makes are equally like hollow. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because it's like how can you guarantee someone like satisfaction when you know? Yeah,
0: like, they're like, oh yeah, it's always it's like you'll come every time. Yeah, uh, sure.
1: how, how do you know? Have you tested this? Have you yeah. validated?
0: This? Also, like, isn't there this idea that everyone's body is different? Everyone's so,
1: body's different.
0: Yeah. Not everyone's body will like. Turned on or come from the same things. Mm.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, there's actually a company um, of a person I know. I forget her name. I think her name is like Dr. Prouse or something like this. But she, actually, Dr. Dilkamara.
0: Yeah, no, but like a lot more legit. We'll
1: start our next <laughs> our next sex tech company is going to be called Dr. Dilkamara. Oh my gosh! I don't let anyone to Google that. they will be like, mm, "So you are a sham?" Okay, I'm not buying any of your products. Um, no, but she does um, claims research. So, like, when a toy says something like, oh, we'll make you, you know, orgasm, you know, five times or something like this. She's like, well, really? We're going to test it. And so she actually tests all of the toys to see if it actually can live up to the claims they make on the packaging. Because otherwise it's, like, a lie. Oh. And you, can, you can technically sue someone if the packaging says something that is not true for you. Damn. It's mm-hmm. lies in advertising.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: But no one's never no one's gonna do that
0: for a sex. I did an orgasm. (laughs) Please give me my money back. (laughs) I need all
1: of my money plus some things. (laughs) Plus my wasted time. Exactly. Composition for damages, you know? (laughs) My next life as a as a sex defense lawyer or something like this. Can you imagine? So many claims. But like I think most people are trying to like avoid claims like that. They mostly just say, um, body safe and vegan options. Yeah, what does body safe mean? There's no one definition.
0: Ah, uh, okay, so it's just like one of those words that doesn't have a meaning so people could th- throw it on anything.
1: To some extent, like the, the word like, natural. Yeah, going you know, like it's like that same kind of genre of of claims. Yeah. But there is more There's more consensus about what it means okay. or what it doesn't mean or mm, it basically means, like, it doesn't have things that are going to cause any kind of, like, adverse reaction immediately. Mm, like so, an
0: allergic reaction or a rash or something. Like an allergic
1: reaction, okay. like a rash, like some more nefarious infection, you know? Like, really saying, okay, like, this won't kill you mm-hmm. or make you severely uncomfortable.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Um, I think that's pretty, pretty true. So like they're basically using medical-grade silicon or whatever. Right. Like, really trying to, like... Use high quality ingredients, but that's different for every product, and there's no real consensus about what it actually should mean. Damn. Mhm. Hmm.
0: hmm Wait, but going off of that comparison, I don't want the audience to feel like every sex t- company is lying to them. Yeah, that's true. So, like, how do you know when you can trust a company based
1: on their claims and when you can't? I would look at their socials, their social media, like how they talk to you, you know if they're like people who actually give a shit about you. Um, a lot of the the good companies also pair their product with sex ed. Um, and so they're actually giving you information about your body, about how to use the product, how to clean the product, how to store the product. Like it's more holistic than just like, hey, here's what we do. Boom, mm-hmm. bye. Um, and so I think it, it's pretty easy to trust your gut on things that are, you know, that look and feel a lot, like, more healthy, mm-hmm. you know, um, and pretty much rule of thumb, like, if you go into a shop and you just buy something that looks cheap and feels cheap, maybe just second guess it, do a little bit more research, but, yeah, there's a lot of good companies doing good work that are prioritizing the body and overall wellness, not just, like, you know, something superficial. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Cool. Check social media. Don't be too cheap. <laughs> Check social media. Don't be too cheap. Be into cheap. sex ed. Look for sex ed. Like, see that the people care about how you actually exactly. use it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, look okay. for holistic companies. Love that. Mm-hmm. And anything that's talking about sustainability or about, like, the type of products, type of plastics or materials they use, like, if they tell you that kind of stuff, they're probably using good stuff. Mm-hmm. they don't, then... They probably aren't. That's not necessarily true, but, like, pause if you can't see what's inside.
0: Yeah. You're, like, this portal to this whole world that I don't know anything about. <laughs> and, yeah, hearing you talk about anything related to the this, like, industry is fascinating.
1: I mean, it's, it's really... I always think of it as something that's, like, I don't know, I think I spend too much time in there, like in the space, where I always forget that most people don't spend several hours a day looking at sex products. Um. (laughs) That's why I I, I chuckle about your choice of of opera because it's like, you know, there are several potions coming to market that are claiming that they're... Wait,
0: like like actual potions? Like science. (laughs) Because, I mean, there's also the concept of like aphrodisiacs that has gone back to just like centuries and centuries ago Mm -hmm. where like they were like, I don't know. Well, I don't know if this was... The oysters thing is from centuries ago. It's like eat oysters or chocolate and all these things to like rev up your libido and mm-hmm. but
1: to have like a proper potion? Yeah, I mean like there's a resurgence in discussion around aphrodisiacs as well. Mm-hmm. Where they're like trying to clarify like what actually happens, you know, that it's not like you eat it and all of a sudden everything is like, whoa, it's time to go. It's more like this one has is high in this nutrient, and therefore over time, you know, that 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 like something a little less interesting actually, um, but still equally valid, you know, cool. Yeah. Um, but then there are like people making like libido meds, and people making things like, you know, that aren't quite potions per se, but they're like, you know, external stimulant lubrication, and like you know things that are trying to like. Change the tide of the way things could have gone. Mm -hmm. But I think they're actually pretty cool. Whoa. Hmm. What's cool about them? Um, I think the ones I'm really curious about are the CBD ones. Huh. Hmm. CBD and libido. CBD loops. a lot of them are meant to be like a little bit more like relaxing and like yeah, I, I think like the whole CBD and the intersection of CBD and sex is really interesting space. Yeah, um, I'm still quite new to it actually. Okay. Um, but like, if you think about, especially with like cis women, for example, where they notoriously, at least in heterosexual relationships, are like. Thinking about everything they're stressed about everything and when they don't want to have sex it's not about sex it's about like everything you know it's just like everything is happening yeah. and you just kind of calm down it's just like everything needs to not be happening you know and so like now you see these products that are like mixing like some of their CBD and some are actual like marijuana and like sex products trying to like help everything kind of calm down um, and just so calm your brain calm your veg exactly. just calm everything, everything. Calm down <laughs> And then sex will happen. So it's like indirect libido stimulation. Well, like, it's fine. You know? Like, Smoke a joint, apply the lube. You know what? Everybody relax. You know? Like, the only thing that could be more, like, I guess effective is to, like, train your partner on how to, like, take over more responsibilities. But mm-hmm. it's probably is more sustainable. But
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, but, I mean, at least... That's kind of cool. I like that there's still some things that... They're more, like, based in science. It's more yeah. like, this is, like, a thing that is going to... It's not, you know, it's not a, a love potion, per se. It's not going to solve all your problems. Mm-hmm. But it is going to say, like, this part of your problem that's caused by this thing, like, this symptom that's, has this underlying cause. We're going to fix that cause mm-hmm. of, the, like, the stress. Well... The stress can be also targeted in, like, other long-term ways. Like, like you said, like, your partner picking up
1: m- more shit. Wait, do your job, guy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um But, yeah, that's super cool.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of, like, kind of Band-Aid solutions coming out in the space, which I think are pretty interesting. Hmm.
0: What do you think about the Band-Aid solutions in terms of, like, are they good for the space, or are they, like... The most that the industry can offer or like the long-term solutions like do you think the industry can offer long-term solutions they're
1: trying the sex ed space is amazing right now yeah um, really talking about holistic health um, and how you set up your life so that it's good for your sex life you know educating yourself about your body but also relationships how you speak to one another if you with one partner's enough for you if it's supposed to be something more dynamic mm-hmm. you know i think with sex ed plus product i think the future is bright um and i also think that because product is shifting from just being like your run of the mill toys that for your genitals they're turning things like you know like blankets that can be sensual on your your your, your the back of your body erogenous zones scents and and like sounds that you like Audio things that are really interesting, you know, that are gonna stimulate your mind in a way that maybe something visual couldn't do. So they're, 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 there's a a shift towards something more dynamic and more interesting for several different kinds of bodies, not just like a one size fits all for like you know assumed genital look mm-hmm. and feel. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hmm. Oh my god <laughs> this is what i do all day and it's like i have to like uh, avoid talking about it in like such a like a businessy way cuz like it's like just speak normally about it but like i just like think about it in terms of like the market and like what's happening and like where the trends are going but yeah i think
0: that's very valuable i think that it's it's interesting to think of it from this like more business perspective cuz i think a lot of times it's just like Covered in shame. I mean, mm. from like, I'm sure you're aware of that's like, you in any kind of market research. You're probably like, yeah, shame is like a big thing in many cultures, <laughs> and like, the taboo and like not speaking about it. Um, but hearing you hearing you talk about it so just like bluntly and as like, people are developing these and these things because like, when you talk about it that way, it's it's very much like a well the assumption there is no shame. Like we're just the assumptions that we talk about this way, because we all can agree that like pleasure is good. And like, we can seek out things that give us pleasure. Mm -hmm. And so if we just all agree on that, then we can just like talk about it in this way that it's like, Oh yeah, we should build things to like arouse our genitals, but we should also build things to arouse our other senses. Um, and that's cool. (laughs) <laughs> it normalizes it when you talk about it that way. And it also like gives insight into this whole I mean, again, I already said this but it's like it gives insight to this whole world that exists that like I never think about it. Alright, um then I guess my final question is
1: um what do you think of the opera? I loved it. I thought it was super cute, very fun, very easy to understand. Like, sometimes I worry that I'm like I'm not going to understand what's going on. And then I be also, like, you've packaged it pretty well. So it's like, I wonder, like, if I went and saw the opera myself, if I would catch all the nuances.
0: Well, that's part of it, <laughs> is that, like, a lot of times people, what they do to prepare to go to an opera is they read the story beforehand. Yeah. So that if you already know the story, then you can actually fully just, like, take in what's happening on stage and, like, take in the singing. So that you're not trying to just, like, read everything while you're watching it. Um, I've heard you say this in other episodes,
1: and like, I feel like that's cheating. (laughs) I feel like if I have to do all this prep work, I'm not like, you know, the savvy listener where I can't pick up on the cues that the people are trying to put down. But I think maybe this is part of the process.
0: (laughs) I mean, Lex, it's in another language, and it's even sung operatically which is so hard to
1: understand i I once went to a play that was in chinese with french subtitles (laughs) and it was brutal (laughs) but i sat there and i like tried my best like my chinese is okay so it was fine my french is not so good so i'm like these subtitles are useless just Mm -hmm. useless but like i'm up for the challenge
0: well if it makes you feel better Um, it is very common to actually just look up the plot beforehand. (laughs) Like, it's just a very common thing within, like, opera goers, so I don't, I don't think you have anything to worry about. All right, no shame. Um,
1: (laughs) okay. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It did. I'm going to go watch it when I get home. I think. It was a little rom-com. Yeah. It was cute. It was super cute. I'm all about it. I love cute operas.
0: Mm. There's so many operas where you're just like, oh my god, work my heart out and stomp on it. And then it, the cute ones are like, oh, yay! <laughs> <laughs> we're happy at the end. Exactly. <laughs> the scammer got away, but <laughs> we're been. happy. It could have been worse. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares if then result as you're happily, happily ever after mm. um, so thank you for coming on the show and thank you for listening and if you like what you heard then you can follow the show on social media on Instagram at opera.apero and on Twitter at opera.apero and if you super like the show and you want other people to listen to it so that you can revel in the silly plots of operas then share the show with a friend and follow it on all of the places that you listen to podcasts because that helps pump it up and helps other people find the show. So after all that self-promotion, we're done. (laughs) 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 Um, And again, thank you for listening. and We'll be back in two weeks. Bye. Bye.